welcome to the Sharing Secrets podcast with me, Jen. This is my space where I want to share the secrets I have and that I've learned from other inspirational people on how to live a happy, healthy life. I started this journey into self-discovery when I had a back injury three years ago. This has put me on a roller coaster of emotions, but I believe that we need the good and the bad days to really appreciate life. I discovered Ayurveda, an ancient Indian holistic approach to life, and this has really opened up my mind on how we can heal our bodies from a totally different angle. I will share the secrets I am learning as I discover them. Each week, I will also be joined with someone I believe is inspirational and has a secret or two to share so we can all get our toolkits together for whatever comes our way. Along with the secrets, we will share recipes, books, and new potential Instagram followers to fill our feed with more of what we need to see. Now, to receive the new episode every week, please subscribe to any podcast player and help me grow by rating and reviewing the show. Thank you. Now, let's see who we have today. Episode 8. Welcome back, guys. I know I do always get excited about each guest, but I really do feel excited about today's guest. You probably have all found out that I love food. I don't know if I mentioned it. I'm so interested in what food can do for our bodies and our health. So today I have found us all a functional medicine nutritionist who also does hypnotherapy. This is completely new to me, the hypnotherapy side, so I'm really excited to delve in and find out more. Today I have Nicola. Nicola is owner of an online clinic, Urban Wellness. Nicola started her journey through her own health experience of anxiety and panic attacks. She understands that our mind and bodies are connected and to experience good health, both of these need to be addressed. She's passionate about helping her clients feel happy in their own skin and works with a lot of people who have had bad relationships with food, emotional eating, obesity, eating disorders. And when we are uncomfortable within ourselves, we are then disconnected and we can make bad choices in food, but also our work and our relationships. My favourite thing that Nicholas told me before the interview was she believes we don't have to just live. We get told this all the time. Just live with what you've got. No matter what condition we've been told we've got, whether it be anxiety, IBS, the list goes on. Nicola doesn't believe that we have to just live with this. We have to work in relearning new beliefs and changing old habits and allowing our body to heal through the diet and lifestyle. I can say firsthand this is so true. I 100% believe this. When I was told all the things I had to do and the drugs that I was going to have to take to allow me to live my life again, I knew deep down that that just wasn't right. And I I knew I could heal myself. I knew my body was powerful enough to do it. I just had to learn how to make my body able. I really believe that Nicola knows so much more about this. And I cannot wait to to pick her brain and find out more for us all and share some more secrets. Let's get her on the show. Hey, Nicola. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. Nice warm day today to get the sun is shining, so we're happy. I had so much to say in your introduction. I have been looking for a foodie to come on here, and I know it's not just food that you are interested in because I want to understand more about hypnotherapy as well because I don't know anything on that at all. But your whole business, Urban Wellness, it sounds amazing. So, how and when did you start that? 
It started, I guess my journey into it started probably in my early 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a few years ago now. Um, <laughs> and I was working in advertising for biggest sort of magazine brands like Red and Elle and Marie Claire. Oh. And it was great. But around about sort of my mid-20s, I really started to struggle with uh, panic attacks. Mm-hmm. It was almost like they came out of the blue. Mm-hmm. And at that time, it was just debilitating. I remember I was two weeks into a new job. And had to go ask my boss for a coffee and kind of say, uh, I'm not very well at the moment. And he thought I was resigning. And mm-hmm. actually he was, you know, when I told him that I'm struggling with panic attacks and I, I just don't know if I'm going to be able to get into work, he was just brilliant. He was amazing yeah, and was just super supportive. And then that journey became, you know, doctors wanted to give me medication. I was mm-hmm. like, this is, this doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm not depressed. They've come from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And when you think, when you break down any kind of anxiety or panic, it comes mm-hmm. from a thought. Something mm-hmm. had gone wrong in my thought processes. So then I got referred to a psychotherapist and I did that for two years. And I was just like, I'm still not getting anywhere, but mm-hmm. I'm still living my media life and what I call my media diet, which was sugar, caffeine, mm-hmm. alcohol cigarettes at the time high stress levels lack of sleep not particularly conducive to to good health and it was through that sort of desperation to just make the i just wanted somebody to give me that one phrase that would just make it all go away and i couldn't find it i couldn't get it from anybody and i happened to come across a book that starts to talk about the power of nutrition and food Mm -hmm. and how we need all these amazing nutrients like omega-3 that i would never even heard of and and the role that protein plays in supporting mental health and that was it i was like this is amazing so I started to change my own diet and then, cut a long story short, that led me to go and retrain. I trained at the College of Naturopathic Medicine in London. So I qualified when I was 32, I think it was. So that was, now you're going to know my age, uh, that was about 11, 11 12 years ago. Wow. Um, and that was it. I just, I just loved it. I loved I am a foodie. I love, I enjoy food. I have, you know, I want people to have a healthy relationship with food, but also the power that nutrition has on mental health was kind of the, the real pivotal point for me. You know, one of the things you said is that an unhealthy relationship with food. I feel like there's so many people, including me. And it wasn't until I started looking into Ayurveda and nutrition and, and our bodies, like what we've been told by the media is that we should eat things that actually aren't doing us any good are they and and not eating and you know running this stressful lifestyle and it's like understanding food and and how good and how powerful it is I think it's so interesting it's huge and and you know I get right on my soapbox when it comes to people trying diets or they contact me and say I just want a diet plan and I'm counting calories and I'm just like do you know what none of that works no really it works for a short period of time and then yes yeah Yeah, it might get you initial results. It's quite hard to manage and sustain, particularly when we are stressed and busy. Mm -hmm. And it's like you and I could both go on exactly the same diet and do the same amount of exercise, I don't know, 10,000 steps, which is actually a bit of an arbitrary number. But let's say that you and I both (laughs) did 10,000 steps and we ate the same foods Mm -hmm. for four weeks. We would both lose different amounts of weight and from different parts of the body. Mm. But also what that doesn't do is address, which is the big thing that I'm always working on, is the emotional relationship with food. Mm-hmm. because we all have these food stories we all got told as when we were kids you can't get down from the table till you've cleared your plate mm-hmm. now if you don't naturally have a big appetite that's like being force-fed as a kid and then you yeah. get these aversions to food or if you know if i don't know your parents divorced when you were a kid and every time you saw your dad he gave you chocolate yeah. chocolate would make you feel good yeah so chocolate then becomes this reward this treat when you're having a bad day at work you want chocolate yeah because it 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 
replicates those feelings and emotions you had when you were a kid. So it becomes this really complicated relationship with food. And that's why it's important to work out for you what your food stories are and what foods suit you and what don't. One man's poison is another man's medicine. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. It's really interesting because you do a lot online now. And this this came from lockdown were you kind of starting on online business because it wasn't all online but is this kind of catapulted you into doing it more online now yeah I, I was already working online both with nutrition and my hypnotherapy because I, I tend to work with clients and use both together yeah because you know I'm, I'm addressing their diets but I'm also addressing any of the mental blocks and belief systems that they've got with hypnotherapy so 99% of my work is referrals So people know that I do this work and particularly working with eating disorders, Mm -hmm. you you have to do the extra training. So I've done my training with the National Centre for Eating Disorders um, in order to be able to work with people who struggle with anorexia, bulimia, Mm. binge eating, etc. So I get a lot of referrals, but of course they don't all live near me. So online just naturally developed because I've got people, you know... Everywhere. In Europe, um, mm. I've got people kind of over the other side of London, other parts of Essex, etc. because yeah. they hear about me and want to work with me and, and obviously can't commute to me. But then lockdown obviously meant I, I literally had to put everything online. Again, I'd say about 90% of my clients have no problem with it at all. They And I'm, I'm still picking up new clients now who are quite happy to work online. I think people are quite familiar with it. More and more, I, I found lockdowns enabled me to have a better work-life balance mm-hmm. because, you know, I, I love what I do. And the danger mm-hmm. there is you never stop working. Yeah, um, problem. So I've been able to get my work-life balance in check in order that I can now just sit comfortably at home and be able to see more clients actually in a week because I'm not commuting to and from my clinic space as I was before I like I don't know anything about hypnotherapy you can do that through a camera you can hypnotize people yeah that's so exciting so I ran a free taster session actually about two weeks ago and I was like oh you know if I get 10 people signing up that'd be amazing and I had 33 people on a zoom call the majority of which had never tried hypnotherapy before and and the way that I explain it is if you know and I'm sure we'll talk about meditation and things but Mm -hmm. if you've ever tried meditation or you've done a yoga class and you lay in shavasana where you're laying on the floor at the end and you kind of feel a bit grounded the start of hypnotherapy works like that so effectively what we're doing is you've got your conscious mind and your subconscious or unconscious mind and we're quietening down the conscious mind because that's the one that is particularly if you struggle with anxiety or anything like that that's the one that's always on that's the one that yeah but what if this happens and what if that happens and if I don't do this this is going to happen and Mm. it overthinks Mm -hmm. and so if you think about to go to sleep at night your conscious mind has to switch off completely if it doesn't switch off you're awake you're awake and ruminating so in, in hypnotherapy what we're doing is we're quieting down that conscious mind some people hear every word I say when I do hypnotherapy others just go into this beautiful what we call deep state trance and they've got no idea where they are they know they're not asleep but they're just in a beautiful state of quietness and relaxation when we relax the brain down that much the subconscious is open and that is where you store all of your beliefs your behaviors your habits your emotions your memories and so when you're trying to make changes that's what you have to change that's why willpower doesn't work when you're trying to quit cigarette or it doesn't always work when you're trying to quit cigarettes or when you're trying to diet because you haven't addressed the reasons why or the lack of the or the perhaps the, the belief system is wrong underneath yeah. so your brain actually still believes it but you're trying to say well no i 
you don't believe it, you don't believe it, but actually it does deep down. So you've got to yeah. open that up to change So for example, it. with oh, weight, okay. you know, when you look at people who, who are overweight, you might be going, I need to lose weight, I need to lose weight, I need to lose weight. But alongside that, so with a lot of my clients, weight for them is a protection. It gives them a barrier. And when we start talking about losing weight and they're like, yeah, but I want to lose five stone or whatever. And then they're like, but I also don't know who I would be if I was thin because I've always been overweight. Mm. Yeah. And then they get all of these insecurities that come up or some of my clients who have really high anxiety and really low self-esteem they can't even look at themselves in the mirror they just when they're getting changed in the morning they're they're sort of quickly glancing up and making sure their hair's straight and they've got you know spinach in their teeth or whatever (laughs) and so you can't just tell someone to do that you have to go back into the belief system and say well why was there something that happened that made that you you feel that way about yourself or you just try and change those belief systems and gently move. It's about emp- empowering them to feel better about themselves within their own body, regardless of the shape or size. Yeah. Because otherwise none of this works. Yeah, that's amazing. It's a whole new thing. And I feel like I'm kind of gutted I missed that you were doing the online ones. Do you th- are you planning on doing more of them? I am actually, yes. Okay. Yeah, I had such a great response because I've been doing some free meditations for people, which I've got on SoundCloud and stuff. But I just, I, I, I'm so passionate about hypnotherapy because nutrition played a huge part in my panic attacks. Yeah. And then I happened to be off in India on a retreat somewhere and they said, do you want to try hypnotherapy? And I was like, yeah, fine. I'm, I'm up for it. And it was, it literally was like a light bulb moment where mm-hmm. I understood why I was struggling yeah. with my panic and where it had come from. And that, for me, was the game changer. I was like, well, I've just done years of therapy, going once a week, never got to the to the crux of it for me. Yeah, wow. um, and that one session, so for me, and I see that transformation in my clients, it's just so powerful. And it, I think people are scared of hypnotherapy. They think, obviously, people like Paul McKenna and that have done the stage shows. and yeah. It's like magic, isn't it? Some people are more susceptible to going under, so to speak, going into trance yeah. than others. Hypnotherapy at the moment seems to be one of those last port of calls for, for people. And actually, I believe it should be one of the first. And it's changing. It's the first part of change, really, to then yeah. allowing yourself to open up into this new world of food and whatever routines work for you, I guess. I feel like when you say hypnotherapy, I think of, and that's a random thing to say, but Sabrina the Teenage Witch, I always remember on an episode of that programme, hypnotherapy, you know, they just do stupid things, like walking around like a chicken, or that's what you think hypnotherapy is. (laughs) So yeah, it's so nice that you've explained that that's not what it is and why you find it so important. So I'll definitely be keeping an eye out. Are you? Do you advertise that on your Instagram? Or? Yeah, it'll be on. I advertise both on my uh, Urban Wellness Facebook page and my Instagram. So I'm probably going to. I might try and get one in in July in a few weeks' time. Um, I normally do them on a Friday around about six o'clock, and they're they're literally like 30, 30 40 minutes. Okay. And you know, it's just a general relaxation. We're not tackling any demons or anything i just want people to experience that feeling of going under and into the trance experience um clearing out some of the stress and it's it's about 30 40 minutes and you you know a a lot of people turn the cameras off or i've even had people where they just put their phones or whatever i often spend a lot of time looking at ceilings people just point their phones upwards so because they're worried about me seeing their face and that's fine i want people to feel comfortable yeah. and actually i'm finding people who haven't tried hypnotherapy and then they're in the comfort of their own home so they're lying on a bed or a sofa they feel yeah. safe in that environment they, they feel quite comfortable so yeah, yeah i'll definitely be um, posting some more so, so watch this space yeah i'm definitely going to check it out and i'll share all your website and your instagram on the show notes so everyone else can find you as well now it kind of hypnotherapy does go in quite nicely with your first secret doesn't it yes it does i did hypnotherapy first 
for me, meditation has been, you know, I wish someone had taught, taught me meditation back when I was experiencing panic. And it just wasn't something that came into my path at that time, for whatever reasons. But the one thing I'm always saying to clients is, you know, even if they come to me with panic attacks and they want to get rid of them and they know my, my experience with that, that, yeah, hypnotherapy can get rid of the panic, the panic, but you have to work on your mental health mm-hmm. every single day. Yeah. And meditation has become one of those things that just has become such an important part of my day-to-day routine yeah. because it makes me feel grounded. It sets me up for the day and I never want to go back to where I was. No. You know, panic is a horrible experience and I never ever want to go back there. Meditation is part of my my mental health routine as, as much as cleaning my teeth is. And I literally do 10 minutes. That's all I do. I don't sit there for three hours. I haven't got no. that much time in the day. Yeah. Um, and for me, it's it's important, I think, for people to find the right type of meditation as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I started off doing um, the more mindful meditation like headspace and calm which are brilliant brilliant apps and work fantastic for some people but mm-hmm. i find personally you know with an overthinking brain mm-hmm. and you're being told to sit still and just let the thoughts float by i'm mm-hmm. like are you, are you kidding me this yeah. i've got a thousand thoughts whizzing by yeah so i i really like guided meditation where i'm visualizing something yeah. and I'm, I'm quite creative anyway i guess from my from my media career but I like visualizing light, color, yeah. journeys, that kind of thing. And it just it allows me to escape. Yeah. And, and just, I'm definitely a lot calmer in my responses to stress and life in general by, by doing the meditation every day. Yeah. I love that this was your first secret because I have meditated probably for a couple of years now, but literally I've just finished yesterday a day, day 30 of a... Uh, guided meditation with david g oh yes i've been i think i saw that that looked incredible yeah it's been amazing and it's just i think because it was that 30 days i've made sure i've done it every day and at the start i was like yeah 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 but i'm really noticing in the last week or so my reaction like you just said your reaction to things and your response is is slower and you can process things before reacting and you're understanding like your emotions a little bit more which actually kind of stops as much upset because you're not reacting the wrong way Mm. even though you when you have a bad situation which is going to happen because it's life and that's just what happens it's not good every day just feel meditation is just massively like cleared your head and it must be like this must be the feeling of being grounded that you talk about i've just been unaware of it Mm. because anxiety is when we're overthinking or we feel anxious it's because we feel out of control so you know particularly with the pandemic loads of people are experiencing anxiety Mm -hmm. because suddenly we've got this virus circulating that Mm -hmm. that we can't control Mm -hmm. other than staying in Mm -hmm. and so when you can't control a situation or a person or you know an event the brain jumps into trying to think of all the outcomes that could happen Mm -hmm. as a result of that event for example and so meditation allows you to bring in that calmness and that groundness mm-hmm. and just to be in the moment now and know, do you know what? Whatever happens, it's going to be okay. Yeah. I will get through this. But rather than chasing the anxiety, I always, always explain anxiety is like a ball of wool with a loose end. And if you've ever seen a cat playing with a ball of wool, it just unravels and then you're trying to roll, you're trying to catch it, aren't you? Yeah. And this ball of wool just keeps spinning and spinning and spinning. Yeah. And so meditation is that stillness. And, and a lot of my clients say, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. It's like, and I'm like, if you, I would say, if you don't know how to sit still, you need to learn. It is. It seems like a silly thing to say, but I feel like I've only just learned how to do it also I've learned that it's okay not to 
set up and when you it's kind of like what I was saying about hypnotherapy we all have this image of what it's meant to be by the media so for me when I was practicing meditation it was about sitting there with my legs crossed my hands you know in like prayer and that wasn't comfortable for me especially with my sore back sitting like that is just not good so he always says David G in meditation is always saying like get comfortable because comfort is key so I lie mm-hmm. down I have my blankies I have my head uh, face mask on I have my incense burning and I'm just comfy and I have fallen asleep. <laughs> you know, I'm comfy and I'm enjoying it. I look forward to it now, but as before, I'm like, I did the Headspace app, which I know is really beneficial for people, like you said. But for me, I was the same as you. I just couldn't do it. I was like, this is so difficult. And then I stopped doing it because I was like, oh, I don't feel like I'm very good at it. So yeah, and then stopped. you go, that's it, I can't meditate, and you kind of write it off. And actually, it's like there are so many different ways to meditate. So many. You know, yeah. Breath work is a form of meditation. Mm. Um, I'm really lucky that I've got uh, Epping Forest on my doorstep, and I'm in there every day. That is part of my meditation. I used to run, that used to be my meditation because it would just allow my brain to empty and just kind mm. of be more probably focusing on the pain and me breathing rather yeah. than all my thoughts but yeah. you know, there are different ways that you can meditate and start bringing it in definitely that's really interesting and I love that you've picked that one and I'm feeling like it's good I'm that's what I'm learning just now so it's good now your secret too I'm really glad you've got a foodie one in here because I want to understand this even more so you're saying to eat a protein with every single meal yes Absolutely. So one of our building blocks, it contains amino acids that help the body to repair, renew, it gives us energy, etc. The simplest way to explain it probably is, is, and I use this analogy a lot with, with my clients, is if you have a small child, mm-hmm. uh, let's say you've got a five-year-old you, and you drink a can of full-fat Coke, just literally intravenous sugar, within five minutes, your body is buzzing on that sugar. You are hyper. You yeah. are bouncing off the sofas you're really happy you're laughing you're running around like a lunatic you know you are high but because sugar is a simple carbohydrate in in its structure the rate at which that sugar wears off is going to be really really quick so your blood sugar so whenever we eat food it gets converted into blood glucose or blood sugar for energy and what we don't use gets stored by the liver as glycogen so that shot of intravenous coca-cola wears off really quickly because the body will just burn through it. There's no nutrient density to it at all. It's just sugar and calories. Yeah. Burns through it really quickly. You then crash. And 30 minutes of that Coca-Cola, you are on the floor. You are hangry. Yeah. You are angry. You want more sugar. You're tired. You feel cranky. You're, mm. you know, you're overreacting to situations. Mm-hmm. And the same happens as adults. When we just eat loads of... So if you have cereal for breakfast, a sandwich and a bag of crisps for lunch, and then a big bowl of pasta or a pizza for dinner... Carb, carb, carb. Your blood sugars are doing what that five-year-old on the Coca-Cola are doing throughout the day. So then you have all these sugar cravings. Your energy levels are up and down. You might then reach for caffeine, biscuits, cakes in order to respond to that sugar craving, that need for energy. Because the Mm -hmm. body is just saying to you, I need energy. You're asking me to do loads of things at the moment. And every time whatever you eat wears off, your blood sugar is naturally full Mm -hmm. and you need to eat again in order to get them back up and and provide you with that energy throughout the day. Mm -hmm. So protein comes in because effectively whenever you eat protein, so let's say it was an egg Mm -hmm. and it can be vegan protein as well, you know, nuts and seeds, tofu, lentils, etc. Whenever you eat protein, the body still has to turn that into blood glucose. It still has to turn it into a sugar. Okay. So the process is a lot more complicated. So the body breaks down that protein a lot slower. So you suddenly get this really low and slow, steady release of energy. You don't get the peaks and troughs that you would get, like yeah. the kid on the Coca-Cola. Okay. Okay. So 
you get this lovely low and slow, well, it's not low, but you get like a, a sustained release of energy that gently wears off, it doesn't crash. And so you feel it wearing off and then you have a bit more protein again and yeah. it gently rises and then it gently falls and you have a bit more protein again yeah. and it just creates balance. Okay. And it's, an, you know, when I was living my media diet of all that sugar and the caffeine, I was bouncing off the walls and I would sit in meetings and be falling asleep at like three o'clock in the afternoon because mm-hmm. I'd have a jacket potato. If you've ever had a jacket potato for lunch, mm-hmm. you're crushing by three o'clock. There's not enough protein and your eyes start going and then you're like, oh man, I, I need something. I need coffee. I need sugar. And you're working in an office and you're surrounded by cakes and biscuits and things. Yeah. So by the end of my career, I, I was my jaw would be full of apples, nuts, peanut butter and oat cakes. So I always had something. And so when you have protein at every single meal point, and I often recommend so breakfast, lunch, mid-afternoon snack and dinner. Mm-hmm. So you're not going more than about four hours without eating. Always making sure there's protein in there. It keeps your energy stable. It keeps your mood stable. If you are struggling with any anxiety, it keeps your mood stable. It reduces sugar cravings because the body's not now going, give me energy, give me energy, give me energy. And it helps with weight because suddenly it's like, oh, I'm not picking up foods that have no, Mm -hmm. or it might be calories, but there's no nutrient density to it at all. There's no vitamins, there's no minerals. It's just... You know, I would say there's a big difference between 100 calories of almonds and 100 calories of Haribo. Yeah, I know. You know, you're going to burn through that Haribo really quickly. Yeah. So it causes inflammation and it, and it goes on. So protein for me absolutely helps. And, and I've got someone who's got quite sensitive blood sugars. You know, when I, when I met my partner 10 years ago, he used to call me gremlin. When my blood sugars crashed or, 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 or fell down, he'd be like, oh, my God, you need feeding. Quick, quick, give us something. Because I, I literally turn into this hangry monster. I'm snappy, oh, I'm short. I, I like that. I didn't realise that that's what it was. I thought it was just because I was hungry. Me and all my well, sisters are similar. Hungry. Yeah, it will be. But because oh. you're the kid with the Coca-Cola that's worn off. Ah, oh, okay. And the body's, go, the body's tired. It can't, it's, it's kind of, it affects our moods. We're, we're short-tempered because the body hasn't got enough energy. And so we're like, well, oh, I just yeah. need something now. Yes, no, and we get really short with people. Yes. And I have been like it, you can ask my mum, I've been like it since I was a baby. And But now you've kind of balanced that out and you're not like that as much anymore. Not like that at all, rarely. Wow, okay. Rarely. Okay. You know, and I, I'll always, if I'm going, you know, on a plane or back when we could fly or i know i've got a long day i will always make sure i have a really good protein-based snack so you know this afternoon probably when we when we finish this call i'll I'll just have something that might be an apple with five or six almonds and that will see me through till dinner because what i think also people try and do is you want to lose weight you naturally think well i I should eat less yeah Mm -hmm. so you'll have breakfast lunch and then you'll go from lunch all the way through to dinner Mm-hmm. which could be if you have lunch at one o'clock and you don't have dinner from seven eight o'clock that's a long time to go without food yeah. and when the body doesn't get enough fuel but you're still walking moving around working running yes. around after the kids the body then holds on to fat because it's going hang on i'm starving here yeah, yeah. i'm hungry okay, you're not giving okay. me enough fuel so i'm going to hold on to facts in order that you can pick the kids up do the homeschooling run to the supermarket mm-hmm. do all the jobs you need to do so what's a, a great protein snack would be something like apple almonds did you say something about peanut butter and oat cake with that is that a good one yeah so i use uh you know a piece of toast with with peanut butter on it or i used to put it on top of oat cake hummus and oat cakes is always a favorite for me mm-hmm. um sometimes i have half an avocado because whilst that's not a protein it's a really good dense fat so that does the same kind of job a couple of squares of dark chocolate with a with a piece of fruit 
as well because okay. dark chocolate's also really good it could be a little bit of greek yogurt with you know some berries or something in it or some seeds just it doesn't have to be big but because it's, it's denser and takes that. longer to break down interesting so like yeah that. protein is every client i have i'm like where's your protein get your protein in and like you say so for people that like protein you instantly think of meat don't you well i well i do i would always yeah. think of like what meat would be my protein but for non-meat eaters you're saying like tofu lentils yeah so eggs if you're if you're vegetarian and dairy products if you're vegan or want more plant-based you've got lentils quinoa Mm -hmm. green peas edamame tofu nuts and seeds coconut yogurts Mm. unsweetened soya yogurts i really encourage people to move away from any of those because it's become quite a trend now but any of those plant-based looks like a chicken breast but isn't chicken type yeah, foods yeah, that's yeah. still a processed food they're really high in salt it's still processed yeah you can get enough protein from real food. foods in their natural state um so yeah i really try and encourage people not to sort of go down that route of yeah I agree. The quick, easy minces that look like mints but aren't mints type thing. It's just, in my opinion, it's, it's, you just read the labels. They've got loads of rubbish in them, (laughs) in my opinion. No, I agree. And it's so easy just to quickly make these things from whole foods anyway, isn't it? Yeah, completely. You know, cooking does not have to be complicated. No, I think that's it. I think people think it's more than what it, what it is. And when you look at somebody's bowl of food, you think, well, that must have taken hours to do that but I think it's just about getting creative just chuck it all in a pan and see what happens you know unfortunately I think we've lost a lot of our skills around cooking a lot of people don't enjoy cooking they feel they can't cook etc so it does take practice and I think people are afraid of it because they think it has to be complicated but I'm always saying to people do you know what just just spend time finding one easy recipe it could be an omelette something really easy an omelette's a good snack actually isn't it an omelette's so easy to do Mm -hmm. and just try it yeah it's it's important that you make time to invest that time in making it could even be a salad you just roast a load of veggies put them on a bunch of lettuce and throw in a stir in half a packet of pre pre pre-cooked lentils or throw some feta cheese on you've got a really good base yeah and i think i just i really encourage people to not be afraid of of trying these things because it's the only way we're going to learn is is sort of pushing our comfort zone a little bit to rather than just grabbing the pizzas and the pastas and the i'm sure people will be queuing up for mcdonald's once they open and i'm like oh i've heard there is people i know i know (laughs) it's more about being prepared as well because i think when you're busy because i know when i was not kind of coping with my back and all the like stress and blah 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 i was similar to you i i had one panic attack that I'm aware of was when uh, my business partner Jay went to India and I phoned her having a panic attack I was just like I can't breathe I can't breathe but I when I look back at that I was literally grabbing a sandwich from Marks and Spencer's which is next door to the salon I was just drinking a coke every now and then just for a bit of energy I was having coffee all the time and then I would be finishing work at the back of nine and then be cooking a big carby meal because I was tired and all I was really craving was like pasta. Then once you cut that out, you actually have more energy to then have the time to prepare and just be a bit more organised, really. But like you say, roasting some veggies is so easy. You can actually chop up your vegetables, pop it in the oven, go for your shower in the morning, 
get your makeup done and then they're they're ready so it's like yeah. it's not that much effort really yeah I, I do that a lot and actually there's some really good books and things coming out now which are just like one pan cooking mm-hmm. you literally mm-hmm. just shove it all in the pan and shove it in the oven for 30 minutes you know obviously not the right time of year but as we, as, as and when the weather gets colder slow cookers yeah. you just shove it all in the slow cooker or mm-hmm. in a casserole dish in the oven and set the timer and just let it go yeah definitely. Soups, super easy to make yeah you know it's about just spending a little bit of time I always say to people just find one hour in your week it could be a Sunday morning mm-hmm. just spend one hour and go off onto I mean I use Pinterest a lot so I think I. Pinterest is brilliant so Beefs Good Food is fantastic because you can filter the recipes by time by ease by ingredients mm-hmm. etc just spend some time finding one or two recipes and think do you know what I'm going to try that this week and once you try one you'll find that the confidence just just starts to kick in it might not go to according to plan all the time it still doesn't when I could be on the same yeah, like, oh, that doesn't actually taste that great <laughs> but it's about you know finding those resources taking that time to prepare and the weekends are normally a pretty good time for that mm-hmm. so at least you know what you know you try and foresee the pitfalls that might come up later in the week interesting thank you i will definitely be taking some tips from that and adding in some protein snacks and i think i'm gonna have some peanut butter after this and you're yeah do it yeah i'm gonna you've got me in the mood for it (laughs) now again this is another secret your third secret is getting outdoors and this is another thing I've really learned in lockdown is about getting outdoors and how therapeutic it is. You can just like switch your brain off because you're not got all your overstimulants going of your phone going, your the TV's on, the radio's on, you know, you've not got all that in your mind. Yeah, what's your biggest tip about getting outdoors? Well, I think, you know, even lockdown, whether we're in lockdown or whether you work in an office or we work in a hair salon or wherever it is, we are indoors so much. Mm. And... For me, it's some of it is around movement rather than exercise. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for some people who are really stressed, then throwing yourself through a hip class or a CrossFit class might may not be the best thing for you. But the research behind being outside in nature and the positivity around mental health is growing and growing and growing. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm really lucky. I've literally got Epping Forest on my doorstep and I've done a lot more walking. So every day, every morning, I'm in that forest by about quarter past seven. Wow, and that's okay. that's part of my morning routine I get up I feed the cat otherwise she starts meowing at me <laughs> I meditate and then I go for my walk and yeah. I refuse to let that go because it sets me up for the day just being around nature brings us back to that grounding it brings us into the present moment and it creates that almost essence of, of mindfulness in a way mm-hmm. but also because you know particularly this time of year we also need to be outside for our vitamin d levels mm-hmm. because vitamin d is really important for mental health it's really important for our immune system that even starting to find links with vitamin d and the importance it plays even against covid19 wow. okay. just being in nature allows you to connect again and connect to just well, if you want to call it mother earth just give yourself a break from being outside and and mm. even when i work with some of my corporate clients i'm like Do you know what and, and i was the worst at this when i worked in advertising i never took a lunch break yeah i was always that i get used to give my team five quid to go to the local sandwich shop giving yourself even a 10 to 15 minute break in your lunch hour improves productivity in the afternoon so the brain otherwise your brain is always on Mm-hmm. it's always on and then it overthinks and then it just doesn't know how to switch off and, and then you tired. get to bed feeling mm-hmm. wired and tired going oh my god you know I'm really struggling so you know I, I'm also passionate about I've got a garden I've got an allotment I've I, and I've been really lucky that I've always grown up with kind of nature I suppose having a garden at home and things but I, it just 
resets me again and I don't take it for granted I'm like as soon as the weather's you know if I even walk in the rain I'm just like I just love being out there I quite like going out in the rain but the difference between me living in Aberdeen and you having sunny Essex the temperature when it's cold can be awful (laughs) but it does I find it invigorating yeah it does it's just it's a thought once you wrap up Mm, it blows the cobwebs away I'll be I'm still out walking when it's the few occasions we have snow down here um (laughs) Or when it's really windy and stuff, I'll, I'll still go out and walk. Yeah, and I've really enjoyed it. And, and actually, I got a bike in lockdown and I have not been on a bike, I would say, in at least 15, 20 years. And me and my boyfriend decided to get bikes. And I was like, yeah, 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 I'm a bit scared. But I think it's a challenge as well. And I can't be on my phone. I can't do anything Mm -hmm. else and I'm concentrating and you've got a bit of speed going about you as well so you're actually getting the rain and the wind and all that in your face and your hair's blowing and love it I'm really really enjoying and that's just like a new thing to get me outdoors as well because I feel like I've I've done all the walks and it's just this new thing but I'm exploring parts of Aberdeen that I never knew existed as well which is really nice yeah I think find what works for you isn't it yeah I think that's a key point you mentioned as well is is not going with your phone you know don't go for a walk and then you're still checking your Facebook or your Instagram account or you're calling your mum or whatever it's like just stop yeah. give yourself permission to have 20 minutes to yourself I know I know people in the forest I sometimes want to slap them when I see them on their phone I'm like just go down for five minutes I you know can, you can live without your phone for five minutes I know because if it was that important then you shouldn't have been out for a walk yeah (laughs) exactly that's a good way to put it if it it was that important you shouldn't be out for your walk I'm quite guilty for using that time I'll be like I'll phone this person that person and then you do think oh that's my walk done and I've not really enjoyed it so I am getting better and that's why I've I've got into podcasts for that reason because it's just kind of like switching me off and I can just listen and and take in my surroundings so yeah it's really good so thank you I'm feeling so encouraged to to get out there and do all these things and I think that's just covered all your secrets Yes, yeah, that's all three. Now, obviously, like always, I have three more little things I like to share from you. And the first one being a recipe. So what are you going to recommend for a recipe for us? So I'm going to share with you guys, it's a recipe that I've made uh, for years, actually, and it's a flourless chocolate cake. Mm. So it isn't something super healthy, although it's healthier than a normal chocolate cake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's made with almonds, ground almonds, so it has that high protein base, okay. but it's just sumptuous it's made with coconut oil and ground almonds it's gluten-free and it's one of those things it's that every time I've made it or I go to barbecue or, or people come around they're like I, I want the recipe I yeah. just you know or can you bring one with you and I normally just top it with some coconut yogurt and some blueberries or something like that or raspberries and it's just so, so delicious it's it's, a, it's an absolute favourite. And is it one you've made up yourself? Yeah, basically, because I, I'm actually um, dairy intolerant um, okay. and gluten intolerant, not out of choice, because uh, I love all those foods, but they, they just don't like me. Yeah. Um, I find dairy really affects my moods and mm-hmm. gluten can upset my, my skin quite a bit, so I generally yeah. avoid them. So I've had to adapt recipes because I'm like, I still want to be able to eat good foods yeah. um, and not buy an off-the-shelf gluten-free mm-hmm. cake because yeah. it's just made with loads of fillers. So, yeah, I've just adapted this to, to accommodate me, and I just don't tell people that it's gluten and dairy-free when I make it, and nobody even questions it. They just, yeah. they just love it. In the last year, been, or year and a half, I think, I've been gluten-free as well because of the inflammation, and it, it has really helped with my back. And my skin. I love all my friends. They try so hard and they're like, oh no, is it? Is this okay? Is this okay? Is it gluten-free? And I'm like, yeah, it's fine. There's so many things that are just naturally gluten-free and 
they are actually better for us because they've not like you say they've not got any of those fillers i've been baking a lot and using almond ground almonds and it's amazing i think it's like a a lighter texture than a sponge i think it's lovely yeah i I use ground almonds a lot okay now you want me a chocolate cake this afternoon as well um (laughs) and you've given us a book that's really interesting i've never heard from it what do you want to tell us what it is so again obviously i'm always reading i'm I'm, the whole thing around mind body whole body medicine the fact that our emotions can cause physical health issues etc but in the end i chose the book that started me on this journey into nutrition so it's a bit of an old book it's called the mood cure by Mm. julia ross Mm -hmm. and i remember being in this bookshop in hastings however many years ago now 20 odd years ago desperate for that i'm still looking for that one thing that one book that one magic statement that would just stop the panic and whilst i was looking in this bookshop i I just happened to see this book called the mood cure and in it it's got questionnaire at the front that you fill in and Mm -hmm. it helps determine what moods or where your weaknesses are and then you go to the chapter that tells you perhaps some of the nutrients you might be lacking it's a little bit american and there's some things in there which you i wouldn't having trained now i wouldn't necessarily kind of use like certain amino acids and things which some of them you can't even get here actually because americans have slightly different supplement laws to us but the food basics were were bang on that for me was my game changer into me changing my career retraining as a nutrition therapist and it's still a classic that that i go back to Okay, I'm going to look for that one and I'll put it in the show notes so everyone can look back and find it as well. I like that, the questionnaire and finding out what you're kind of, what you're lacking in. I like that a lot. Yeah, because and that's kind of what we were saying at the beginning, isn't it? It's about making, it's your personal prescription. Yeah. Just means... because you and I, for example, have both had panic attacks doesn't mean that they're caused by the same thought, the same thing, no. the same chemical reactions. got to work out what it is for you and that's what this book was was really important for me for brilliant i like that one a lot and your instagram follow is the last thing i'm going to ask you today my instagram follow is gabby bernstein so she's an author she's an international speaker she's what she calls the spirit junkie yeah and she does a lot of meditations and again that's her guided meditations was something that allowed me to get back into that on a regular basis but i've always had this even when I was a kid, I, I had connections to whatever you want to call it, spirits, angels, higher selves, belief systems, yeah. etc. And I just kind of forgot about it as I grew up. I just, yeah. you know, got into advertising and, you know, sometimes these things aren't that cool to be talked about yeah, and stuff. And through reading some of her books and doing her meditations, I was able, I connected back into that, into the spirit guides, into my guardian angels, whatever you want to call them, because everyone's different. And it's absolutely fuels me in my business. It fuels me in my day to day. It helps me with my stress levels. I just feel so much more centered and grounded that daily practice and just knowing that there is something bigger out there and you just have to sometimes just release your fears, just trust in the universe, just trust in that process of life because otherwise you're in that anxious state you're just worrying and overthinking the whole time and you just have to believe that you know what i will be okay everything will work itself out and keep repeating those positive statements and affirmations and things so yeah gabby bernstein's been a big one for me i absolutely love her stuff i'm definitely going to give her a follow because that's exactly why i'm asking for instagram follows so that i can fill my feed with the things that i want i need to remind you all the time so that's exactly who i want to follow so i'll give her a follow this afternoon as well and one thing you were just saying about meditation there was one thing I learned in a meditation once and it's if you've got an itch don't itch it kind of forget about it and it passes Mm -hmm. and then it's like yeah like everything 
it passes and you think when you're in this bad space that it's that's it that's everything that life's going to be but it's about just grounding yourself and moving on and getting on with things and things will yeah. pass well that's what she teaches as well she she talks quite a lot about emotions and emotional scales and there's an emotional scale where of one to 20 the number one is joy at the mm-hmm. very top and at the very bottom is 20 which is fear and you can't go from fear to joy in one movement but you can change fear up to whatever the next level of emotion is at number 19 i think it might be frustration or anger or something and Okay. you just reach for the next best emotion that's mm. above i think we're all quite guilty of i've meditated this morning so i should be in a good mood today and it's just day one and i think that's why i'm really quite wanting to make sure i share the secret of my meditation and that it didn't happen i'm now on day 45 of meditation because i had a bit of a spell before i did the class and it's literally probably only been in the last week or two week and a half that I've noticed something but I've meditated every single day I mean yeah it was it was good I enjoyed it but it's not really until recently that I've been like right I can understand the difference and it slowly started to, to kind of bring that skill kind of taken it up for me I guess that's a good yeah. way to think about it have you also noticed other sort of changes other signs or other kind of shifts or things coming your way that you you know I guess solutions to issues can kind of seen? Yeah, loads actually. Like I rent out a flat and my tenants handed a notice in and this happened a few times obviously and it causes me a great deal of anxiety and stress because it's a lot of work and the only reason I rent out the flat is because the Aberdeen market's so bad I can't sell it or without making a big loss. So it's like, right, okay, this is what needs to be done. So it happened at the weekend and the difference of my reaction to it and the way that I've dealt with it and now the 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 outcome of it is so much better it's all just like slipping into place a little bit easier because I didn't go you know I just didn't panic straight away I did have a bit of anxiety and I did feel a bit like oh I feel emotional and I do feel a bit stressed about this but it was like deeper down like my stress was further down and I was above it and I was kind of dealing with it in my own way things like that and and now with them lockdown easing and the salon opening whole a new emotion coming and a responsibility and I'm like I feel like I can deal with it whereas if I hadn't done the meditation I feel like I would probably be struggling a lot right now I feel like I would be going out like a headless chicken and I would be completely out of balance but actually I still feel healthy I still feel good I feel in control a little bit more even yeah. on the on the bad days I think that's it though we you know I still have bad days I'm not yeah. 100% happy the whole time that's normal yeah but I'm, I'm not you know I'm not going from you know full of happiness straight down crashing into panic anymore yeah it's normal to be upset about something or worried about something and you know and and that responsibility and that burden that comes with you know opening the salon you know I haven't gone back to -to one-to-one in person yet myself and I don't think I will for a little while yet but actually it's knowing that if you're making a decision from a calmer place you're Mm. much more likely to make a better decision than making a decision on a oh I need to do something and I'm really panicking oh I'll just do this and then it just doesn't sit well within you does it? it just feels awkward and, yeah. and you might either regret it or realize it's the wrong decision or spend loads of money on equipment you don't need or yeah. whatever it might be definitely another thing i would definitely say is my reaction to things being better and solving problems better is my relationship with my boyfriend's much better you know it's just the two of us living here it's quite intense but when i got stressed about things we would definitely fall out that's on me that's not his fault you know but we haven't fallen out and he really respects that i'm now not kind of overreacting and having that kind of of rage moment <laughs> of yeah. like ah 
<laughs> poor me and this is happening and it's stressful but yeah it's nice it is it's good i think that's literally from just taking 10 minutes a day roughly mm, i know that's all it takes i know and some of them are even under 10 minutes you know it just doesn't have to be i think you think it's got to be hours and hours and some of these you know amazing gurus do do hours and hours but they're not running their own businesses or running crazy western lifestyles as well so we've got to do what fits in with our lifestyle don't we yeah absolutely absolutely Oh, this is good. I feel like I've had a therapy session. (laughs) (laughs) So good. And I'm really, really interested in the hypnotherapy. I'm definitely going to have a look out for that and hopefully I can join one of your classes. And it's great that you can do online as well. Really interesting. Thank you so much for giving up your time today just in time for your peanut butter thank you for having me on I could have carried on chatting it was great it's really good thank you so much and anybody wanting to find Nicola you will get her over on Instagram which will then lead you to your website is that right? yes Yeah. if you just go onto Facebook or Instagram um, Urban Wellness UK and yeah all my links are in the bios and stuff there so you can find me there that's great thank you so much Nicola have a nice day you're welcome thank you bye bye Wow. Thank you, Nicola. I honestly feel like I could keep talking and ask you a million questions. That was great. And I really hope it's inspired you all to understand why food is so important to our well-being and mental health. If anyone wants to chat to Nicola more on all of this, please remember you can find her over on Instagram at Urban Wellness UK. I will share that over on the show notes. And every week I have shared the Instagram handles, book recommendations and much more over on the show notes. So if you ever forget, please just head over there. They will always be there. Oh, and while you're at it, I'd really appreciate a rate and review and a subscribe to the show, if that's not too much to ask. It will really help me grow the show's reach and get out to a wider audience and keep growing. So thank you. Now, today I have a secret to share on my bedtime routine. This week, I want to let you in on how I go to sleep. This is kind of sounding random now that I'm saying it out loud, but anyway, we'll go with it. I have recently been having amazing sleeps and waking up feeling so good and relaxed. Now, we have been told in a few episodes how important our sleep is to our health, so I felt this was making me feel so good that I just had to share it with you all. I don't love going to sleep in silence. I don't really struggle to get to sleep, but I really like a background noise. So I have been playing a type of meditation to fall asleep called a sound bath. Now, some of you might know already what this is, but for anyone that doesn't, a sound bath is when we meditate or just relax to the sound of gongs, singing bowls, drums and chimes. If you're someone who struggles with silence in general or struggles to meditate in general, this could be used at any time of the day and it could be one for you. I am loving this at night time and I have just been using Jasmine Hemsley's Instagram TV sessions as my bedtime routine. They range in times so I never hear the end of one. So even if it's 15 minutes, I am out. I definitely recommend it. Give it a go and see how you feel. The noise and the vibration just really relaxes your body and I've just been having much, much more restful sleeps. Yeah, let me know how you get on with that. Yeah, thank you again to Nicola for such an amazing set of secrets and also to my big sister Erin who doesn't realise how good she is and how much she has helped me through this journey. I hope you all have a wonderful day and I can't wait to see you again next Friday. Another guest to share. Much love.